Timing in at 10 to 12 minutes from a studio somewhere in New Zealand. It's time for Bushwhacked, the New Zealand WWE Podcast. Welcome to episode three. I am your host, Peter Briggs. In today's show, we have the weekend action. He won that and a whole lot more. But we're going to get straight into it now with NXT. First match on the card for this week, Baron Corbin versus Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger bringing the fight to Baron Corbin, which is a little surprising for me. But of course, Baron Corbin does what he does the best. Hits him with his finisher and pins him one, two, three. Next up on the card, Nia Jax versus Blue Pants, who randomly popped up again. I don't know why they keep doing this. I reckon they should just get rid of Blue Pants and not bring her back unless they're going to sign her and bring her in full-time. But Nia Jax, I'm proud to say, defeated Blue Pants. I'm so happy about that. And I'm also happy about the next match, the returning James Storm versus Adam Rose. This is only the second time we've seen James Storm in NXT. Hopefully he comes back and continues to dominate as he defeated Adam Rose just last week. Jordan and Gable were up next against the Vord Villains. Jordan and Gable defeated the Vord Villains. Maybe a little bit of a heel turn for the Vord Villains coming up after they refused the handshake at the end of the match. But Jordan and Gable are my pick as the up-and-coming tag team. Why? Because they are ready, willing, and Gable. Next up, a little bit of Divas action with Emma defeating Liv Morgan. Now, Liv Morgan is up and coming in the NXT universe and is doing a great job, but she is a bit young, so it might take her a while to get her feet under her. And Emma, of course, defeating her and moving on to NXT TakeOver London. Samoa Joe versus Campbell was the main event. Now, these guys have known each other for a while, but it was the first time they'd faced each other in one-on-one action. And Samoa Joe, of course, getting ready for his title match at NXT TakeOver London, did what he did best, locked in that devastating submission hold, and made Campbell pass out in the middle of the ring. It's now time for He Won That, where I go through the shortest reigning champions for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Tag Team Championships. Now, believe it or not, there are seven, count them, seven wrestlers who have held the WWE World Title for less than one day. So I couldn't give you the top three. Instead, I'm going to give you all seven. Check these names out. Randy Orton, Triple H, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns all held the WWE World Title for less than one day. Now to the tag team titles, there are three teams who have held the title for one day or less, and those teams are John Cena and The Miz held them for less than one day. The Core, which was a break-off of the Nexus, Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel held the titles for one day, and The Nexus... John Cena and David Otunga, they held the titles for one day as well. Next up, SmackDown. Tyler Breeze and Neville, the first match on the card. Now, thanks to Summer Rae holding down Neville's ankle when he was trying to hit a big move off the top rope, Tyler Breeze picks up the win, adding to his momentum and unfortunately, Neville can't get on that momentum train, which is a little bit disappointing. However, you never know what's going to happen. Neville being approached by The Miz about perhaps getting mentorship from The Miz. Hopefully that happens in my opinion. I think it will do wonders for Neville and maybe even bring The Miz back into the main event picture. Next on the card, Brie Bella versus Becky Lynch, where Becky Lynch unfortunately loses 
by disqualification after her quote-unquote best friend gets her disqualified by attacking Brie Bella after an accidental elbow during the match. Next up, the New Day versus the Usos and Dean Ambrose in six-man tag team match. Now, this match has massive implications for the main event because if the Usos and Dean Ambrose lose, they can't team with Roman Reigns in the main event of SmackDown. And, of course, the unthinkable happens. The Usos and Dean Ambrose cannot beat the New Day, therefore are not teaming with Roman Reigns in the main event. Next, Bray Wyatt versus Devon Dudley. And of course, you pretty much know what's going to happen there. Bray Wyatt picks up the win over Devon Dudley. Roman Reigns versus the League of Nations is the main event. And of course, with no Usos and Dean Ambrose on his team, it's a four-on-one handicap match. But I don't think anyone told Roman Reigns that the odds went in his favor because he came out and he did what he does best. And that is win. He won the four-on-one handicap match to end SmackDown. Alright, I'm here with some mates. We're going to play Quick Fire Questions, WWE Edition. But before we get into that, I'll just get them to quickly introduce themselves. Keanu Don. And my name is Kieran. Alright, we're going to get straight into it. Favorite all-time WWE superstar, go. Brock Lesnar, because he victimized The Rock. The Rock, because he took it like a boss. <laughs> Favorite all-time tag team. I say us, you say oh. DX, and I say them both at the same time. <laughs> Favorite pay-per-view event? WrestleMania. And uh, Royal Rumble. Our favorite match you have ever seen? Brock Lesnar versus The Big Show. Uh, Undertaker versus The Big Show, but I'm not sure if there's a real fight, because I might have played it on the game. <laughs> <laughs> favorite dream match that you want to see? Go. Ooh. Let's have a go. Um, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and the Usos versus the White family. Um, probably Hornswoggle versus The Rock, because it would be quite interesting to watch. <laughs> and actually, really, I would watch that match as well. Thank you for joining me, guys. It's been great fun. From WWE superstars to WWE pay-per-view events, this is my top five. And in this week's top five, I go through my top five WWE pay-per-view events coming in at number five the elimination chamber pay-per-view now these matches these elimination chamber matches never seem to disappoint me as a fan six guys fighting to eliminate each other with one person winning and they win the prize whether it's a wwe championship or the shot at the championship or whatever it is that is the prize at the end of that elimination chamber match it is one of the greatest matches in WWE, in my opinion. Number four, the tables, ladders, and chairs pay-per-view. There is always a lot of carnage at these pay-per-views and a lot of great moments, whether it's people jumping off ladders, people going through ladders, people going through tables, people getting hit with chairs, whatever it is, these pay-per-views are always on the top of my list. Number three, money in the bank. The answer to this is simple. It shakes things up. You look at some of the biggest moments this year. Sheamus cashing in against Roman Reigns at Survivor Series and winning the championship after Reigns was only the champion for 5 minutes and 15 seconds. Or Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania, the first man to ever do that and wins the championship from Brock Lesnar. Number 2, the Royal Rumble. 
It is the start of the road to WrestleMania. And in that 30-man Royal Rumble match, you never know who's going to show up. Booker T, he showed up at the Royal Rumble. The Godfather showed up at the Royal Rumble. Diesel showed up at the Royal Rumble. You just never know, and it always makes for an exciting pay-per-view. And number one, the granddaddy of them all. The Super Bowl of wrestling, as they call it. WrestleMania. Like the Royal Rumble. You never know who is going to show up at WrestleMania. Celebrities, wrestlers, everywhere. It is one of the greatest experiences that I want to experience. Everything from the Hall of Fame the night before to WWE Fan Access the week leading up. And then the four-hour spectacle that is WrestleMania. Which is why it is number one on my top five WWE pay-per-view events. Now for the Raw results. Now Raw started off with a Bang! Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and the Usos versus the Dudley Boys, Tommy Dreamer, and Rhino versus the League of Nations versus the Wyatt Family. This was a fatal four-way tag team elimination match to start off Raw. Now this was a crazy match with eliminations here, there, and everywhere. And of course, the winners of the match, that's what you really want to know. The winners of the match were Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and the Usos. If you haven't seen this match, this is the one match of all of Raw that I recommend you should definitely watch. Next on the card, Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. It was an alright match. It wasn't really anything special in my opinion. Kevin Owens gets the win. The best part of this match in my opinion though was Kevin Owens picking up the win and instead of his music playing, Dean Ambrose's music hits. He walks down the ring, throws popcorn and soda in Kevin Owens' face and then leaves. This, this actually was pretty hilarious, in my opinion. And of course, that's getting ready for Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship at TLC. Next up, Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Brie Bella and Alicia Fox. So basically, Team Bad versus Team Bella, with Team Bad picking up the win. The Lucha Dragons versus The New Day was the next match up with The Usos on commentary providing a valuable distraction. The Lucha Dragons rolling up Kofi Kingston and pinning him 1, 2, 3. Next up was a rematch from last week. Ryback versus Rusev ending in a very similar result after Lana fading in an injury, distracting Ryback. Double count out was the result after Rusev just went to town on Ryback outside of the ring. Next up, Jack Swagger versus Stardust. Now, Stardust is having a weird thing going on with Titus O'Neil right now. Don't really know what's going on, but it'll be something to keep an eye out. But he cannot get the win after Jack Swagger locks in that vicious ankle lock, causing Stardust to tap out. Braun Strowman versus Tommy Dreamer was the last match on the card for Raw, where Braun Strowman just used his size and power over Tommy Dreamer to pick up the win. It's time for a new segment I like to call Challenge Accepted. In this segment, I take questions from my listeners and try my best to answer them. This week's question is, when was WWE last in New Zealand? Short answer, in 2011, they toured Auckland for a house show. 
Long answer, they've been here every year from 2006 until 2011 doing house shows mainly in Auckland, a little bit in Christchurch, and only the one in Wellington which was back in 2006. They normally come here around the same time they tour Australia, however they've already toured Australia this year, so more than likely they will not be here this year. Make sure you follow us on social media, Bushwhacked, the New Zealand WWE podcast on Facebook, at Bushwhacked WWE podcast on Instagram, and at Bushwhacked WWE pod on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. One, two, three.